Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Thursday, March 9th. I'm reading from the New International Version and we're moving from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Today we're in Matthew chapter 5, which is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Now how we're making this connect about God's covenant law is that in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks to us about blessings. Remember, God laid out his blessings and his curses and here in Matthew 5, Jesus is laying out the blessings and who is blessed. And then also in this passage, it talks about Jesus being the one who fulfills the law of God. So the promised one to come who fully does everything that God calls his people to do. He obeys fully. And so this is quite a lengthy passage, but I'm I'm prone to read it all because one, our Bible study is reading through this on Mondays, and um, Jen Wilkin talks about the fact that repetitive reading is something that really helps you to internalize the scripture. So because we're doing this on Sunday mornings as a sermon series, I believe that as we read today, and I pray that God will just make his word full to us and that he will reveal himself to us through it. Matthew chapter 5. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil about you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside 
one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her a victim of adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, Do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. 
He causes his sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Thank you so much for listening along as we read God's Word together. It says here that Jesus fulfilled the law. If you look that up, that word fulfill in the we- in Webster's Dictionary, it says to make full or to measure up or to satisfy. And so in which ways did Christ Jesus our Lord fulfill the law? Well, the law was meant to reveal our sin, to establish decency in society, and to provide a rule of life, according to Jen Wilkin. So how did Jesus fulfill that? Well, Jesus fully obeyed. So any sin that was there, he fully obeyed um, the law. Then to establish decency in society, he upheld women and um, the widows, the orphans. And then it provides a rule of life. He lovingly um forgave those who came in repentance. So those are a couple of ways that he fulfills the law. There's lots more we could talk about there. And Jen Wilkins' Bible study on Sermon on the Mount is a great resource and Wayne's sermons on Sunday as well. Another thing that I want to talk about was the passage about divorce, because this is always one that um, can be totally misunderstood and very hurtful. So I'm going to read it again. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. In her Bible study, Jen Wilkins says that oftentimes women will come to her just afraid that they're committing adultery because for whatever reason, their first marriage ended in divorce. And and now they are afraid that in their second marriage um, that they are committing adultery. And she, she talks about two different things. First, she talks about what's going on in the present day when Jesus is talking and when this passage is is being spoken, that basically men were the only ones that had the right to get a divorce. And when they divorced their wife, if family didn't take the woman in, she had to resort likely to prostitution to be able to provide for her family. So literally, a man was forcing his his wife or his divorced wife into a life of selling herself of adultery, of prostitution. So that's one way to read the text. And so because when women were um, divorced, they became destitute. And so in modern times, the idea here is that we uphold marriage as, as much as we can, as much as we can do to, to save the marriage. We do that. But oftentimes, um, even if one person in the marriage is trying very hard, the other one um, discounts everything and, and does not try to keep the marriage sacred and holy and, and to fight for it. And so if that happens and that person ends in divorce, um, Jen Wilkin just uh, encourages women to say, okay, 
if you do marry again, are you upholding um, the holiness and the high, the high calling and covenant of marriage? Are you seeking people around you to be counselors into your marriage? Are you doing everything you can to um, see this covenant through? So if you want more information on that, if you want to watch the video where she talks more about this, it was very helpful to me and think it could be very helpful to you. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you just aware of our need for you. Lord, we ask that you would teach us your word. We thank you, Jesus, for fulfilling the law. Today, as we move about our lives, call us to yourself by your spirit. Remind us of who we are in you and give us a sense of your presence with us. We love you. Amen.